I'm what everyone is watching tonight. I feel like I was the main event. What if three friends pretended they were professional podcasters talking about the greatest sport none of them have ever competed in? It's like the great Ecuadorian philosopher Cheeto Vera once said. If you want to kick with a kicker, make sure you're ready for kick. This is my MMA podcast. Hey, all you couch warriors out there. Welcome back once again to the delightful, adorable, and simultaneously delusional little corner of the internet we have carved out just for you. Yes, I did say carved. Well, not meant to be a pun. It does serve to lead us into to the inevitable Thanksgiving reference that is due to you. So just consider this show one more event your spouse is forcing you to attend this week and do what you always do at your crazy relative's house. Sit in the corner, shut up, and listen to three old guys yammer on about stuff only they care about. That's us. <laughs> if you're willing to do oh. that, oh, except right, right, this is you. your reality for the next hour, and it looks like you have successfully entered the Armchair Pundit Zone. Mm, yes. So get ready to have some fun, but if you have had a rough week and need some assistance getting your mood up to par, allow me to give you the advice that Wes's dad used to give him when he was feeling down. He'd say, quote, straighten your crown, little princess. That bad attitude is embarrassing the whole family. <laughs> no. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I, Phil said, that's definitely something Phil would have said. So actually, no, no. Now, with all that out of the way, allow me to speak directly to your hearts and say with all the gratitude that being the boys can give you welcome to the big show this is episode 46 of the my mma podcast known round town and round the world as the most violent family-friendly podcast on the internet now despite the dazzling intellect of our listenership and your almost obvious personal drive towards the art of introspection you may still be asking yourself the age-old question who am i Well, I'm glad you asked. You are the fans, the friends, the family who tune in every week to hear us pontificate about our favorite pastime and possibly yours too. You are the My MMA Podcast Nation, and we applaud you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Woo woo. Now, I believe it is fair to say, short of a couple of reasonable decision upsets, UFC 255 went along the lines of many expected. Valentina Shevchenko pulled out a five-round decision win, and Davison Figueredo, is that good for you, Wes? Increased his win streak to five by pulling out a first-round submission win to defend his UFC flyweight belt. But in a shocking turn of events this weekend, Paul Felder lost once again by decision despite his not even competing in the event. Proving that our worst fears are true, he has in fact been been hexed by a witch doctor who obviously despises the Diaz brothers. Mm. (laughs) I really like that joke. Paul, just tie it all together. Tie it all together. Paul, you and your family are in our prayers. (laughs) Jeez. <laughs> With all that said, please allow me to introduce myself. I am your introductor extraordinaire, Mr. Mark Allen David. And with me, as always, are the men who have been taunted by professional po- broadcasters around the world as the two greatest microphone men since Ad Rock and Mike D. They are funny, wow, kind, creative, and dare I say, beautiful. I'm mostly referring to Trevor on that one. That was Trevor. That was for you. Thank you. Just the beautiful part. <laughs> so put your hands together for Mr. Wesley Edwards and DJ Trevor Owens. Uh, apparently the lighting must be bad where I am 
sitting right now if Mark says I'm the beautiful one. Because Maybe we all know deep gap we all know it's enough. the fans that are the beautiful ones, right? Am I right on that one, boys? Uh Paul Revere's Ride was the first, I think, secular song that I memorized that my parents didn't know I was listening to mm. since I was only allowed to listen to Christian music. That you were only allowed Oops. to listen to Mylan Lefevera. <laughs> Yes. Mine would have been something on 12 play. So we'll just leave that alone. Mm. So you made it another year back to the Thanksgiving dinner table with your loved ones. After five minutes of the required pretend interest your family requires, you ask yourself a couple of things. When is it okay to leave and watch the football game? What time is dinner? Should I pretend that the green bean casserole is good? And of course, when is it an appropriate time to use MMA to set my family straight? For the true fan, there's no better time than this holiday weekend. So if anyone at mom's house questions your life choices, yeah, I'm talking to you, Lisa, either directly or indirectly with a condescending attitude, say no. Stockton slap. Uncle John says that socialism is the path to no. Box fruit and liver shot. Aunt Glenda decides to make the sweet potato casserole because cousin Denise made a comment about her family's history of diabetes on Facebook. No! Diego Sanchez pre-fight stare! Cousin Ricky's new girlfriend eats the last of Aunt Linda's macaroni and Uncle Clavis says it's because she's a Democrat? No! I'm John Hess. I'm from the Safta Fighting Center. I'm here to break people. Safta! Thanksgiving is a stressful time of year, but even more stressful is when you haven't been trained in the mixed martial arts combat techniques that have been designed to shut your family up. So use your heart and your fist if necessary. And remember that no matter who you want to punch this holiday season, we are here at the My MMA Podcast. Still love you. Safta! Safta! Boys, uh, got some news for you. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking, yeah, breaking, breaking news. You guys don't even know. You don't even know what to, I'm about to say. The you, random you, question actually got busted last week for PEDs and is on a one-week <laughs> suspension. <laughs> Can you believe this? Unbelievable. I knew it, man. I, I knew it. Think, you think the random question would have some more integrity than that, but I digress. When Hey, when it never lands on John Hess, you can rest assured that there is something fishy. There is something going sneaky on. going on there for sure. You know, I, n- I never thought Definitely about that. Definitely PEDs. I never thought about that. God bless us. <laughs> it's a, it's an anti-SAFTA conspiracy, if you ask me. But anyway, boys, we had some yep. fights this past weekend. I don't know if you are aware yep. of that, but I'm sure you are, since we've already talked about it some off the air. But let's go again for the <laughs> audience at home or in the car or in the driveway trying to get away from, you know, the Thanksgiving madness that may have happened or recovering from the turkey hangover. Valentina Shevchenko. Little trouble with Jennifer Maya as far as we thought she might knock her out in the first or second round, but Jennifer managed to last a decision. Are you impressed with Jennifer or did Valentina again show her dominance? Wesley Edwards, what'd you think on that? To me, it was just a, it was a somewhat of a, not not necessarily a, a, a dominant clinic, but Shevchenko just proved once again why there's no one in that division currently that will beat her. I mean, right? I mean, do we honestly think Jessica Andrade is going to give her trouble at this point? I mean, that's that's the number two. I, I mean, it's like, I mean, I know Maya's tough, 
and she put up a valiant effort, but that's all it was. It was a tough, valiant effort. It, the skill level was clearly in a different stratosphere and maybe Valentina just had an off night and on an off night, she still won. I think that it was an, I think for everyone, it was an obvious loss for Maya and it's very difficult to not appreciate the fact that she showed up in a way that I think that most people weren't expecting. So a lot of times we talk about this, you don't have to win to prove your worth. I don't think that she is to that level, but I think if she was doing her job, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. So that's actually pretty impressive for me. I didn't expect her to go that far. I didn't expect her to do what she did. So again, the outcome was the same, but I none of us thought that it was going to be a five-round decision. That that just wasn't a reality. So you got to give a lot of props to Jennifer on this one. She put the work in. This is that you saw the fight. I mean, she she obviously came prepared. So that's just my thoughts on it. Jessica Andrade looks like to be the next contender. Dana's alluding to that fight, Mark. And if you'll remember that Rose dominated the first two rounds or won the first two rounds, and then Jessica came on in the third round. Do you think this is somebody that can give Valentina a challenge? Or do you think Valentina is going to rise to that challenge and again show her dominance? Mm, that is a really great question. Um, I don't see Valentina... You know, this is this is a tough one because we're still back in this era uh, when it comes to the female fighters that you have this really big gap in between the the killers and the journeymen, which is something like the the in the UFC. And I don't want to, man, I want to say this and I want to make it sound bad, but it's just kind of the reality. There's a huge gap between the really super talented people and the journeymen. And honestly, Valentina's still kind of a journeyman. Um, in comparison to what you think is the top level, so I, I that hmm, that's tough. You're saying Val, you're saying Valentina Shevchenko is a journeyman? Yeah, I mean in comparison whoa. to whoa, Mark, the, the, Mark, I mean, you're saying the only person on the planet that has pushed Amanda Amanda Nunez to the limit, probably even won that fight, and a lot of esteemed colleagues like myself, I thought. Uh, <laughs> 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 and you're saying she's a she's not a journeyman, she's a champion and a dominant champion at that. I I completely I mean, I, I would I would say she's also one of the most elite strikers in both the men and women's division across the board. And I just can't, like we were talking earlier, I just don't see how a 115-pounder is going to bump up to 125 who had trouble with the 15-pounders is somehow another going to beat Valentina. Yeah, go ahead, Trevor. I hate to do this, but you get a safta bomb in, in, in this early into the podcast. I'm John Hess. I'm from the SAFTA Fighting Center. I'm here to break people. SAFTA! And it's even Thanksgiving week, and you're going to get a SAFTA smack in the face, too. That's fair. I'll take it. I will take it. But I just I just want to say I do not think, and I know it, like I said, I, I, I can be hated for this, and that's fine. I do not think that the women in UFC, we're talking about 15% of the fighters and the sport. I don't think we have enough uh, to see between those two fighters. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. You guys are going to yell at me either way. Just yell at me. It's fine. Well, there you went. You there deserved it. So the name that Mark can never say right, and Nora can I, but Davidson Figueroa beat 
Alex Perez. Uh, Alex, Wes, I want to talk to you about this. Alex had a almost like a treetop move from wrestling, was on his way to taking Figgy down, but Figgy grabbed the cage, yet there was no points taken away. Should there have been points taken away, and do you think that might have decided the outcome, or is Figgy just that strong? I do think points should always be taken away, because at this point in 2020, the fighters know better. They, they're told pre-fight, they're read the rules. They they know what's they know what they're doing when they go in. So at this point, instinctively, it's just not a not a great excuse anymore because we know better. I'm and and I'm sure they practice not grabbing the cage. So points definitely should have been taken away. And I'll go back to Fedor versus Matt Lindland. Matt Lindland was winning that fight until Fedor grabbed the ropes and the momentum shifted. I'm not saying that Davison would have. Or I should say it this way: the outcome would have been different that was, that was because the I do yeah. believe that the Figueroa is, is that dominant. However, when you do grab the fence, it it creates a different shift in momentum with your body and all of those things. I just don't think Perez though is on the level of of Figgy. He's he's. I just think he's a dominant fighter. And I think he's going to be for a little while, which is what they need. I, I don't think that, that this fight would have been different. And we, I think we can all agree this. If it was the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, and how the win was going to happen, it was going to be Davison. I think everybody was in agreement with that. So that little technicality, which I don't want to call it a technicality in such a way that, that minimizes it, but it doesn't change the outcome I think that the outcome was going to be the same either way. What we have on deck here is pretty exciting. Figgy and Moreno, is that, did I say that right? Wesley, the pronunciation man? Moreno? Moreno? Oh, gosh, that reminds me of that quarterback for the Dolphins that used to always beat the Colts <laughs> in the last 10 seconds. The Colts could be up by 30, and then Dan Moreno scored 31 in 10 seconds. Ah. Marlon, is that his first name? Brandon? Is it Brandon? Brandon, Brandon, okay, yeah. I'll call him Brandon. That don't give me nightmares from my childhood. All right, Brandon and Figgy have agreed to fight December 12th. Have you ever seen something like this where two caliber fighters, and I'm not talking about in the early days when Hoist Gracie would fight after 10 minutes, but these guys are coming off of a, a very dominant performance, both of them. They didn't get hurt. There was no medical suspensions, and they are fighting December 12th. Wesley, what do you think about this? I mean, it, it certainly has created momentum for that particular division. I don't think that uh, Marino is going to beat Davison. I think Figgy's going to do exactly what he did before. And there's bad blood. That's that is what the flyweight division needs. They it needs. You've said that some scrappiness multiple times before. It 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 needs like some drama for there to be like when Sahudo was there. He create he made you interested. And before you know pre Sahudo. As much as we love Demetrius Johnson, he was not a fighter that's going to make you buy a pay-per-view. Now, we would, we would buy the pay-per-view, but the numbers prove that, you know, 100,000 buys isn't really isn't really screaming huge numbers there. Where this actually, I like it because they're fighting in what? How many weeks? Is it is it like six four, less than six less weeks? Than that, yeah, yeah, four I think weeks, like three weeks, yeah. three or four weeks. Yeah, I mean the, the the fact that they're both willing to go like, hey, I don't like you enough that I'm willing to fight you now. That to me makes me want to watch this fight. That makes me want to to tune in to actually see if Brandon has any answers for what we think or could be the the, the next Demetrius Johnson for the flyweight division. Yeah, you you have to be you have to be compelling. There has to be we, we I don't know how many times we talked about this, but there has to be a bad guy. And like is it's a funny thing to say. You have to hate somebody in order to create real drama. And it's either the fan has to hate him, 
the champion has to hate him, but someone's got to hate somebody and they've got to really have a visceral hatred for somebody in order to create that drama. This is really, this. it's kind of crazy that this is actually, this is very rare. Like, I, yes, this is really weird. This is happening. Quick question for uh, you, Wesley. If Figgy wins this fight, I think he's hands down the fighter of the year. Do, do you Do you dispute that? No, no. Other than John Hess, I don't know how he would not be. He's the fighter of a lifetime. He's the fighter of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) We finally found a fighter of a lifetime. Uh, All right. Be you and maybe Mark know that song. Mark, do you know that song? (laughs) Um, I'm very familiar with that song. Okay, I actually good. wrote that okay. song. You did not, but that's <laughs> no, I exciting. I do remember reading yeah, I, a story. My sister was uh, dating a guy named Tracy Bottomley at the time, way back in the day, and he oh, actually wow. wrecked wow. his he wrecked his vehicle listening to Firehouse. I remember that he was he was uh, <laughs> he was listening to "Don't Treat Me Bad," and uh, this was a Don't long. Don't treat me bad. <laughs> and he said he. he he lost control of his vehicle and he wrecked it. So, a little firehouse story, a little Allegheny story. All right, guys, Saturday, what we have all been waiting for, what is on our hearts and minds, you know it. Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades are fighting. That's what we've been waiting for. Wesley, we're going to hear another Derek Lewis interview. I know you're jacked about this. Who wins this fight? Uh, Bladus takes him down. Bladus takes him down. Mark, what do you think? The wrestler prevails. Oh, I totally got... I got Blades on this one all the way. I was kind of shocked. I thought you guys were going to both go with Derek Lewis. I've got Blades. I think that... So Curtis historically has trouble with big punchers. It's just kind of the jam that he has. He's got... If you can take a punch... And and hand hand that punch out, and Derek's is that guy. He's... And here's the thing about Curtis Blades, too. He's a lot faster than a typical guy that has big hands. So, and now both these fighters on paper, it's maybe hard to tell. You know, Derek's a three-fight win streak. Curtis is a four-fight win streak. But look at who they fought before, right? I mean, just look at... This is this is the one that gets me right here. Mark Hunt, right? Derek Lewis lost to Mark Hunt, right? Curtis Blades beat Mark Hunt. That to me is what this fight is all about. If you take that into the equation, he's the perfect example of a guy who matches up to these guys. Look, Derek Lewis, I mean, you can't really take the Cormier loss as as part of this because I don't think that you're really matching anybody up to a Daniel Cormier in this situation. But DeSantos is a whole different um, ball game. Derek Lewis loses to DeSantos. And I, I can't, I'm not saying that Curtis Blades is DeSantos, but what I am saying is that Curtis Blades has those big, heavy hands. He's a big striker. He has the willingness to take a punch. And we have all, every one of us, the course of his career has always been anxious and nervous about Derek Lewis and his cardio. Trevor? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, they also have another common opponent, and that's Francis, and one of them beat him, and one of them did not. Derek Lewis actually beat Francis, and Curtis did not. Mm-hmm. So should be interesting. I think it's definitely the fight to make. I think it makes sense. So I'll be tuning Agreed. in on Saturday night and not watching that other travesty. Wait, there's another... Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's something other than a UFC on this Yes, there's Saturday? some kind of form of exhibition between two very old boxers going on. <laughs> 
Tyson and Jones Jr. And I know the oh, pure fighters yeah, yeah. are fighting. I remember. Are so excited about this fight this weekend. So I guess we'll I talk about now. it, boys. We got it's finally here. We've got some other boxers on that card too. I've already told you my opinions on it. Who is winning? This fight, Wesley, who wins this fight, Jones Jr., or is Mike Tyson going to fulfill all these prophecies of these YouTubers and just be so enamored with his power? Man, you're, that's really, like, that's a huge indictment there, Trevor. Go ahead, Wes. <laughs> I think Logan Paul wins. Oh Logan Paul wins. Because, I mean, what, what a fighter boxer that guy is. Is there... Logan Paul, right? He's the main event, right? Logan Paul is fighting. The, he's the main event? Or, or is Tyson and Jones Jr. the main event? Can you remind me, Trevor? I don't remember. Uh, Logan Paul is never a main event. In my heart, in my heart, he is definitely main event. Let, let me read something to you by former two-time heavyweight champion, George Oh, Foreman. don't do it. Okay. His comments on Mike Tyson. He says this. Hey, it's happened to so many of us. He said, you realize you should have stayed home on the dry land where everything is nice and safe. The thing that is hard is when you start to think of coming back, you remember what you could do back in the day, but you have to reclaim that hardness you once had and the timing. That's what you lose after so many years away. It's so hard to get back. Jones Jr. clearly has youth on his side in this fight. Clearly. A lot more youth than Tyson. And I think, actually, I think on, on a real, I think uh, Jones Jr. is going to jab, 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 stop Mike, stop Mike Tyson's, you know, Bob, peekaboo, all that stuff. I think he wins via unanimous decision. That's what I think. Mark, what do you think? Well, um, I'm going to take age out of the equation. Because I think that's the the obvious, uh, I don't know, the topic of conversation with this. Let's just take age out of the equation with these two guys. I think that if I was going to break down these two fighters and what's the possibility, I think that Tyson is far more explosive. I think that Jones is a lot more surgical. But with that said, is ring rust actually part of the equation? Because if it is, I mean, obviously, you know, something we've talked about for a million years, Tyson obviously has the ring rust. But even, you know, uh, Roy Jones Jr., I mean, he's what, three, what was he, 2017 was his last fight? Am I hitting that right? I mean. Something like that. Okay, so we're right in their wheelhouse. Yep. yep. I mean, that's still a really long time, but it's nothing like the, the, the Tyson side. Now, with that said, all of that said, I think of Balboa. Oh, gosh. Listen, okay. this is important. It does not matter whether or not you win. And that's what I think the, the draw to this fight for so many people is, is we want to see our Rocky fight one more time. And even if he loses, the question is, can he show up? And if, if Tyson wins, we're going to love it. If Tyson loses but shows up and, and feels like the Tyson of old, we're going to love it. This is not a fight about who wins. This is a fight about can we still love Tyson again and can we go back to 20, 30 years ago and love basically the greatest time in boxing history. That's what this is all about. So either way, I know, Trevor, you hate it. I know you do. But I love it. I love it. I can't help it. I don't really care who wins. I think Tyson, actually, if I was going to make my pick, I got Tyson on this fight. I think that Tyson is going to be super explosive. And I think, I, I think, I, I really do. I think he's he's got a lot more to prove and enjoy. This is, this is going to be fun for him. And I think he's going to enjoy it. So 
I think it's going to be four rounds to four. No one's going to care, and no one's even judging the fight. If you guys are real boxing fans out there and you want to see this kudos to you i don't throw stones at you i just feel personally that mike tyson shouldn't make any more money on boxing i think what he did in the 90s was heinous and i wish him well as a person i hope he's successful but i don't want to give him money fighting ever again because of what happened in the 90s so and and again i I think everybody's redeemable i think everybody can prove to be better men and women after a process but that doesn't mean that i need to pay them any more money to watch them i will say this last thing i think that no matter what happens between these two guys there's like a hundred percent chance at the end of that fight that paul felder will lose by decision (laughs) (laughs) and everybody will be confused by it as they always Especially are. the Diaz brothers. Coming November 26, a fight for the ages. Never before have these two stepped in the octagon to face each other head to head to determine which is the toughest, aka better Thanksgiving side dish. We've got the current champion Sweet Potato Casserole going up against Aunt Linda's Macaroni. Aunt Linda's, Linda's macaroni. macaroni. Taste buds have been begging for this fight to happen and now it's going down for years sweet potato casserole has dominated the fights dominated taste buds dominated thanksgiving dominated marshmallow and even dominated john hess but aunt linda's macaroni well it's got something to say about all of that november 26th the side dish fight for the ages only on pay-per-view pay-per-view Overrated, underrated, the way it's got to be You gotta make your point known Even if you disagree And if the judge likes your answers You'll win eventually So overrated, underrated A game for you and me Alright, welcome back To another installment Another episode Another fun time Another Another shot At winning A tournament (laughs) Another jauntingly Joyous Jubilatory Love of of tournamental styles and grace. Ah, boys, we have the NMF championship. We are going to do the semifinals and, huh, and two for one, two for one, Wes, on Thanksgiving week. It's a turkey miracle. (laughs) Let's just run down the history of this tournament. This, This is for our Thanksgiving audience. This is for them. Right, uh, let's let's remind our uh, the nation who we've had. We've had Stephen Thompson, Boss Struten, Amanda Rebus, Brian Stan, Demetrius Johnson, Sage Northcat, Pat Barry, George St. Pierre, Ma- Smiling Sam Alvey, Robert Whitaker, Uriah Hall, Di- Damian Maya Holly, Holm Clay Gueda, and Rich Franklin versus Max Holloway. All the way now, swindling down to the semifinals. We've got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson in our first matchup. We've got in our second semifinals matchup, Smiling Sam Alvey versus the great blessed Mr. Max Holloway against each other. I'm going to flip a coin. Boys, whoever goes first, well, you go first. Mark, Trevor caught it last week, so this week you're going to call heads or tails. Here we go. You ready? Yes. I'm three, two, one. Heads. Oh, Mark gets a break for the first time in three weeks. It's heads, Mark. You, sir, get to go first in the both semifinals matches. Are you ready? Born ready. 
ladies and gentlemen, the first matchup in our NMF, the nicest MMA fighter tournament of champions who uh, will be crowned the nicest fighter to ever live. Mark David, the first matchup, Stephen Thompson versus Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson. Who is the nicer MMA fighter? And I'm looking, I'm looking for some deep, maybe, maybe some clever thoughts on this matchup. Mark, go ahead. I'm going to go with uh, Mighty Mouse. Um, okay, okay. I'm going to call him the big little guy, Demetrius Johnson. Um, I'm going to go with him because I think he's still a force, uh, never a hype game, always proved his worth <laughs> in the ring. Every single Trevor time. Trevor just put his uh Trevor just put his uh his boxing robe on. Go ahead, Mark. Right. Keep going. I got you. I'm tracking. And every time I think of Mighty Mouse, I think of Danger Mouse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm not sure how that connects, but that's the end of my argument right there. Here I come to save the day. Danger Mouse. That's, Mighty Mouse, that's is, uh, Mighty Mouse. But anyway, yeah, that was Mighty right. Mouse. I, I was with Danger Mouse on that one. Who, by the way, uh, Andy Kaufman used in his uh, infamous. Anyway, go ahead, Trevor. You've got Stephen Thompson. By all means, the floor is yours. Defend your fighter. Well, first of all, Danger Mouse was on Nickelodeon <laughs> when my dad had this huge satellite TV in the yard, like everybody mm-hmm. else still does. Around Allegheny Ennis and Deep Gap. No stones thrown here. But anyway, uh, no one knows who Danger Mouse is. Trevor did. That, that was important me. to me. Except me. I even know his sidekick, Pendleton or Pendleman Pendleton. or something like that. Wasn't that it was Pendleton. Well like done. That. He was Wasn't like a mole. He was oh a mole. Oh my gosh. Or grub. How come I can remember that, but I couldn't remember things that I learned in college to have more paying careers. Anyway, I'll self-reflect <laughs> later. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is the clear choice here. He followed in his father's footsteps. I like this family business thing where your dad... Te- I mean, it's almost like a Mr. Miyagi thing, man. Mr. Miyagi learned from his dad, and he passed it on to Daniel LaRusso, but this is his real son. <laughs> That he took under his wing to teach him the martial arts. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson took it seriously, became an elite UFC fighter. Man, I love that guy. And I think he's absolutely somebody that should win this title. He's in the running. And Ariel has already given him a title. I I can't reiterate that enough. And use the word reiterate. I reiterate on using reiterate. And that is Elizabeth. all. All right, ding, 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 Shoot. ding, ding, ding. That is a round. Trevor, Trevor. First of all, you're wearing a robe <laughs> with that, that a boxing robe that automatically gave me a, a little bit of a. I was leaning towards, but then you use the Miyagi analogy, and I, I really felt my heart. It just opened up at that mm. moment. And uh, wrap it up. Mark said, "Danger Mouse." I I don't know who that is. Wrap it up. I lost. So tr- <laughs> let's just let's just Stephen Thompson. Mark, you lost. It's, it's super easy. <laughs> Stephen Thompson is in fact the winner of our first semifinals mm. match. Here we go. All right, Mark, you get to go first this time as well on this one. This matchup is Smiling Sam Alvey versus Maxed, not not with a T. Just Max without the T. Blessed Holloway. Mark, the floor is yours. Who wins this matchup? Hmm, this is super easy for me. 
because I am actually, um, I've actually talked to this person. We're actually, I think I would say that we're really good friends. And at least um, I'm going to go with Max Holloway. <laughs> okay, Sorry, that ahead. was fun. That was, that was fun for me. I was just trying to mess you guys. No, seriously, I'm going to go. I'm going to take in Max Holloway on this one. Here's the reason why. I'm going to give you a real straight up answer. Because I I'm feel ready. like if I would have went with Sam Alvey, I would have won and he would have advanced to the next level anyway. So I wanted to go with Max Holloway so that I could hear what Trevor said about Sam Alvey because it was more important to me to hear it from his words, not mine. Trevor, what do you got? Wow. Okay. Just uh, reiterating the reiteration of every week that I've picked Sam Alvey. <laughs> I know, Just right? all around good guy. <laughs> he comes in. He doesn't win every time. I, I think it just says a lot about him that, you know, he's not this bitter fighter. He he always comes to fight. He he doesn't get knocked out a lot. He, he mainly goes to uh, decisions if he loses. And everyone has the utmost respect. Even the last fight that he was in, very close fight, controversial 10-8 round that caused it to be a draw. If that judge had been a good mixed martial arts judge, Sam Alvey would have won against an up-and-coming star. And immediately after the fight, what does Sam Alvey do? He invites this guy who almost knocked his head off in the in the third round to come train with him because that's the kind of guy he is. If somebody tried to knock my head off, I don't think I'd be inviting him to my gym to hang out and to throw more punches. That seems like a terrible idea, but somebody above and beyond like Sam Alvey is going to invite somebody like that to his gym. Sam Alvey all the way. Uh, Mark, yes. do you want to follow that up with anything about Max Holloway that would be better than what Trevor just said in the event that you may or may not win this match or, or bout? Okay. Anything you got? Yes. Um, I would like to say... Um, nope. That's all the time okay. we have for this matchup. <laughs> and uh, it looks like we're going with Trevor again. <laughs> Smiling Sam Alvey makes it to the finals. Ooh. Here's what I got for you. Gentlemen, all right, I'm going to throw a little wrench in this whole thing. Okay, do it. I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. You're going to choose which fighter you would like to defend. I'm then going to talk for two minutes about the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. matchup. <laughs> I'm going to allow you to research whatever you would like for, the, for, for, for two minutes on your respective fighter and then come back with a dominant response on why your fighter should win the nicest MMA fighter. Are you ready? I'm going to flip the coin. Mark, since you got it the first time, Trevor, you're going to call it this time. Are you ready, sir? Nope. Okay, nope. here we go. Coin is flipping in three, Tails. two, one. Well, Trevor, unfortunately, it is heads. Mark, pick your finals fighter. Sam Alvey. Oh, look at that. Trevor did all the work, all the work to get smiling Sam Alvey to the finals. And Mark just rolls it right in. Well done, Mark. Well done. Trevor, you've got Stephen Thompson. Gentlemen, you now have two minutes to research your fighter to come up with a reason why they should be deemed or known as the nicest MMA fighter. Ready, set, go. All right, so earlier we talked about Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Here's what I love about combat sports. I don't know why we find ourselves in 2020 during a pandemic 
looking to spend a bunch of money on a 51-year-old versus a 54-year-old fighter. But here we are, here we are willing to shell off 50 plus dollars to watch his fight. And I think that goes to show you maybe how bored we are. It also might just speak to the dominance of both Roy Jones and Mike Tyson and that there's still this thing inside of us, like Mark said earlier about Rocky. There's this thing that we want to see the older guys somehow or another come back and win. I think like Mark said earlier, if Mike Tyson has a good showing, we're all going to stand up in our living rooms. We're all going to clap our hands and we're all going to say, well done. And I think that for any of us who are combat sports fans, we have to understand that we are given such gifts when guys like this choose to do this, putting their health on the line. And look, these are middle-aged men who are fighting and who should not be fighting. And some might say moralistically that it's not fair that we watch this fight or we pay money for it. Maybe, maybe Trevor falls in that line. However, they're giving us something that none of us was ever looking for. We, we, we didn't see this coming. And yet here we are. And we're all talking about it. We've talked about it many times on this podcast. We've spent at least five different podcasts talking about Mike Tyson. And I think it's really interesting to see how much Mike Tyson is in or was and still is an iconic figure in the sport of boxing. And what's even cool is mixed martial arts fans who used to despise boxing based on the fact of this competition between the two sports is now bleeding over. Both sports are now buddies. Both fans are now buddies. And we get to enjoy something on Saturday night, whether it's going to fail or not. We don't know. We'll see. But all that being said, that is my time. Let's go back to the show and let's talk to Trevor and Mark to find out who wins the nicest MMA fighter. Ah, welcome back, gentlemen. Welcome back. We are back to the NMF finals. Mark David's welcome fighter to is smiling Sam Harvey. Mm. Uh, Trevor Owens's uh, fighter is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Now, personally, guys, I think the two fighters that are in the finals are the two fighters that deserved to be there. They should be here. They are here. And now we're about to find out who the champion is. That being said, Trevor, take it away. The floor is yours. The floor is yours. Well, <laughs> in the rambling that Wesley just gave us, and I'm sure it was really insightful. I wasn't listening. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Trevor, the floor is yours. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Well, as Wesley was waxing eloquently about Mike Tyson and some other boxing legends and whatever he talked about, I was looking up this video with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And you know what I found, guys? What? I found that he invited somebody like Chris Weidman in to do some grappling with his students and went above and beyond to try to help these guys get to the next level. And, you know, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's from Greenville, South Carolina, and everyone knows <laughs> okay. that... Greenville, South Carolina is the home of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and Stephen actually, hold on. Stephen just texted me. Uh, and he? What do you have to say? It's, he, well, hold on. The signal's coming in. I'm in deep gap here. Oh, it says that Sam Alvey is way nicer than he is. But, Mark, what do you think about that? <laughs> okay. The- so so you want me to, to to combat that is what you're saying. Okay, first of all, Sam Alvey is Sam Alvey is from Wisconsin. Now I personally have met several people from Wisconsin and they are basically like Canada Junior. 
They are just like the absurdly <laughs> nicest people ever. So I mean, that's just a that's just a check mark on the box right there. But I will say something honestly. Here, here's the deal with Sam Alvey. Here's the deal. This is a guy who goes out of his way, fight after fight, to not see his opponent, not because he doesn't want to um, affect the fight or anything else, because he wants to surprise his opponent with the joy and fun that is whatever he's going to create in a face-off or before he has the opportunity to see him for the first time. He wants the other fighter or the person that he's up against to enjoy the actual art of what they're doing as much as he does and puts a lot of effort and time into that. And I think that's just so cool. There's not another fighter that you can think of that spends so much time truly enjoying the craft and the art and trying to get the other people in the sport to love it as much as he does. I mean, again, I will tell you, there's only one other fighter that mm. I would say I think that might have been a little bit of a, a toggle with Rich Franklin. I'm sorry that he didn't make it this far, but he didn't. It's got to be Sam Alvey, 100%. I think I clearly won. Wow. Clearly. Uh, Trevor, do you do you have any uh, last parting words uh, against Mark's, Mark's presidential speech that he just gave there I for do. Sam Alvey? I do, and this Go and ahead. this is a really this is a really good point. Congratulations, I concede. <laughs> wow, we're just go, we're just going. I mean, is it is it really happening? Is this really really happening right now? Did did Smiling Sam Alvey not only beat Robert Whitaker, he not only beat Uriah Hall, and then in the semis he beat Max Holloway, and now he's found himself in the finals against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who genuinely is a super nice human being who can knock your head off. Listen, some of those were catchweight fights. Let's, you know, let's tell the whole story, though. They were catchweight, some of them. They were. They were. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a winner. Mark has defended his fighter. Smiling Sam Alvey is the new NM. F champion. We should do. We should send him a Wes Edwards CD for winning that. (laughs) You know what? We should get him on the podcast and have an interview with him and see what he thinks. That would be great. That would be amazing. Maybe we should. I have heard though. When you interview him, a lot of people have said this. When you're doing it, it's very difficult. To re- actually record what he's saying, I know that's, that's, that's yeah. something I've heard. Well, I will say this: I, I would like heard. to bring this up on on behalf of Rich Franklin in this tournament. Rich Franklin knocked out Chuck Liddell, and when he did, we all felt bad for Rich Franklin because he had to <laughs> knock out Chuck Liddell. If that doesn't speak volumes to how lovely you are as a person, I don't know what does. Look, if Rich Franklin had adopted children, he might have gone a little further than this. And he's obviously not from Wisconsin, so. You know, I know people from Wisconsin, too, that I've met on the internet. They're they're very friendly. Fellow DJs. Fellow DJs. Podcast in the world who's ever held a tournament called the NMF. And you know what? My Mummy Podcast Nation, you're welcome. Mm. You are welcome for that. All of you are welcome. Mm. That's good stuff.
As always, we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement, so please give us your thoughts, and specifically if you have any topic ideas you would like to hear about, please let us know on the My MMA Podcast Facebook page, and also please take a minute to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or your platform of choice. It helps people find us and honestly makes us feel good about ourselves too. We will be back next week with more fun and banter. We look forward to seeing you then. Love you all. The My MMA Podcast Nation. Have a great week out there and stay healthy. Gosh darn it. And golly gee. Listen to me, baby. Don't dream me, baby. I was thinking, isn't it like we should have a, a, a song, like an MMA song that's like a Christmas song? Like, when my heart beats Felder by decision. <laughs> You know, I don't know, like, <laughs> the weather oh, sure outside is Felder. I don't know. No? <laughs> Nothing? Uh, hey, look, you know there's a Christmas medley coming up with some MMA I, this fighters is what I'm in saying. it at some point. I'm saying look forward to that, my MMA stay podcast tuned, Stay I'm tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one, folks. Silent fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> don't give away too much. Leave them wanting more, Wes. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> You got it. You got it. You got it. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Dreidel, 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 made out of clay guida. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! That is fantastic. And I'm I'm hitting end on that one because that's too good. (laughs) On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Stockton stuff that made me pee. (laughs) Right? (laughs) A Stockton, yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the 12 days of fighting is this a reality look forward to this no no this is it's painful and awesome is what it is hey everybody seriously enjoy that turkey have a good holiday we love you all five liver shots <laughs> boss Rutan said he couldn't take one oh, what Five liver shots. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, that's all. That's all I got. That's all I got. Too. <laughs>